Amateur Outdoors. I'm your host, Mike, and joining me as always... Hey guys, Brian. And Brian, what did we just see? So we saw Ryan Johnson's Knives Out. Uh, yeah, and again, it's another theater ep- or theater episode, car episode, uh, on the handy-dandy phone recorder. And yeah, just heading home, again, like as these movie theater uh, reviews are, like maybe two, no more than two minutes are we out of the theater. Going to be discussing heavy spoilers. I don't think that's anything new to any any listener. But just in case this is your first review, we're going to be talking major spoilers of the movie. So, Brian, you wanted to see this movie. You just texted me, I guess yesterday, just like, oh, you want to see Knives Out? Did this, I'll be honest, really wasn't on my radar. Not because of lack of interest. It just, I don't know. I, I don't really have a lot of money right now. So I haven't been going to theaters a whole lot unless I'm like really excited for like a Fathom event or a specific movie that I've been wanting to go see, like The Lighthouse or something like that. But I just got paid yesterday for a coaching gig on the side. And so, yeah, yeah let's let's do it. So, but why did you want to see this movie, Brian? So I'm, I'm a huge fan of uh, whodunits. I mean, this is I, I, that's not really the genre, but those type of storytelling uh, methods of the whodunit, especially uh, something akin to like a noir story. That that's kind of where I can, I guess, boil it down to its essential elements. And so I do like noir, and I do, and I do like those whodunits, like Clue and everything like that. It just is a fun little mystery. And they were advertising this film as a, like the whodunit to end all whodunits or the modern whodunit. And the cast, the ensemble looked pretty solid. Um, I like Ryan Johnson as a filmmaker, say what you will about him. Um, and it's not something I was extremely excited for, but it was just something that, that caught my radar. And I said, hey, I got, I got a night, so why don't we see something in theaters? So Yeah, and it's also, it's like a week before Rise of Skywalker. It's a week before 1917. It's like, it's, it's, it's right before all the movies that we like are really highly anticipating come out. Uh, note about Ryan Johnson. Yeah, I mean, I really like him. I mean, I am not a fan of The Last Jedi yeah, me for neither. many reasons, and especially as time has has gone on from that uh, from that film, I've grown to like it uh, less and less. But I big fan. Well, I've seen Brick once, and I actually I really enjoyed Brick. That kind of seemed to start the whole like. Kind of, I think Brick was the one that kind of got him some notoriety, some like, oh, he's a writer. It's kind of like which that it who, is a new that is a oh, yeah, noir, a whodunit noir in like high school. Uh, for me, it was always Looper that kind of got me like, okay, like I'm gonna start paying attention to this guy. But um, but just because I dislike the Last Jedi doesn't mean I didn't want to see yeah. Knives Out. If anything, yeah, I was kind of interested in the cast, especially the big ensemble that we gathered together here. Um, do I think they were used properly? I mean, we'll get, yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we we'll, can talk we'll get into that. that, but, uh, so what are your just like general thoughts in the film? Well, well, it's funny because you mentioned that you didn't really like the last Jedi. And I was thinking this too, where there are at the aspects that I did not like about the last Jedi, aside from the story, uh, the aspects in the movie that I didn't like are also present in this movie. Uh, particularly the humor, but we can talk more about that in a little bit. I th- no, it was either hit or miss, but sometimes, oh, so the humor. sometimes jokes just completely fell flat, and like in the rest of the audience reacted that way too. But I guess we can just like well, the, well, the one point that I was gonna say, like where I, when I because the last Jedi was on my mind the whole time watching this, and I felt like 
the subversion of expectations worked yeah. way better in this well, cause, film. Because it's his own original movie. Like, you don't try and subvert expectations for a Star Wars franchise. You don't. You just don't. It, you know? And people can argue that that's, that's a good thing, that you want to do that for a franchise like Star Wars. I'm of the opinion that, no, you shouldn't. And, I mean, if you can at least execute it well, fine. But it wasn't in The Last Jedi. But going back to the original question of what I thought about the movie, I liked it. And it, it, it I think it really shows that Ryan Johnson can, can craft and write a pretty fun story and he's a good he's a good storyteller and he is any i would say he's about 80 percent of the time a great writer the other 20 percent isn't that great uh which i think comes in more with the humor uh but there are like payoffs and setups that i was detecting from the start um i think he cheated a little bit in the movie but that that we can talk about that again too but overall i thought i, I was positive i liked it and going into the movie i knew that this was like a highly anticipated for a lot of people. Yeah, I guess it still is. I mean, when did the movie come out? Like, I want to say like a week ago. Oh, really? Oh, uh, maybe two weeks ago. Okay, I thought it was at least a month because I, I was, came I out was, the end of November. I was under the impression that we were gonna, you know, have the pick of whatever th- seat in the theater, no problem whatsoever. Uh, I was wrong. I mean, the theater was definitely a little bit smaller, but it was a sold out show. Yeah, it was a completely sold out show. Brian and I got to the theater an hour early and we had to sit in the very front row, which I was not expecting. So, I mean, take that for what you will. People are still seeing the movie, but the uh, reception's been pretty high. I think currently it sits at like a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Stuff like that. Like that. Um, but I, I mean, I enjoyed the movie. I found myself engaged throughout the whole thing. Um, especially for the subversion of expectations, I kind of thought that was refreshing. So I was like, oh, it's not what I was expecting. So where are they going to go? So, uh, and before we get into that, like generally really like, I I liked the movie. Um, I was engaged. I was, I was trying to call some things like in my mind, I was like, okay, is this what I think is going to happen? And I was like, kind of right, kind of wrong. But you know, overall I thought it was like a, like a, it was a fun time. I had a good time with the movie overall. So um, I'm glad I saw it. Uh, it's definitely like a, a DVD movie. I think I like, I think this is a movie that like our parents would like to watch. You know what I mean? Maybe. I don't know. I, cause now I'm thinking about it. There are, there are aspects of the story that I don't like, but that I think they wouldn't like as well. But well, let's get into the writing aspect then. Like what? So, well, the dialogue's awesome and it, and it is, and it is, there's enough twists and turns to keep you guessing. But at the end of the day, like now that I know how the ending is, which I don't, I will just say, I don't like how, what's that guy's name? Which one? <laughs> no, who, uh, who was the guy who did it? Who, who, who was behind oh, it? Captain America. Yeah. Chris, Chris Evans. Evans. Yeah. Well, he's like the bad guy that I guess he didn't really kill the guy amongst but, this like all but, like all, well, amongst this slew but this of is well this people. is well this is the point is that it's like yeah okay the family's shitty i mean that's fine but it, it, the whole first like 20 minutes of the movie were establishing how they're untrustworthy characters and like even there are signs where it's like all right everything they're saying isn't adding up or they're the way like oh they're messing up her to where she's from or the way they're interpreting the events, like him with the candles and the cake, everybody from who's telling the story is sitting next to him. And yeah. I'm like, oh, so they're unreliable. So we don't know. And they, even Daniel Craig's character makes a point of saying they're unreliable. But then that never comes into play because they're not. Because then immediately afterwards, we figure out 
that the uh that the female lead was the one who killed him like okay so you just essentially wasted my time for 20 minutes saying oh these people aren't uh trustworthy but it doesn't matter anymore well here's the thing i thought that was a really clever switcheroo to me because i was like oh that's not at all what i was i was expecting although i did i was like okay this may or not the maid the the nurse Woo, go nurses um I knew that she was somehow involved in this. Yeah, she and, kept coming in. And I was like, "Who the who is she?" Yeah, and then and and then even calling to attention, like, "Oh, like she has this weird tick when she vomits because when she lies." So I'm like, "Okay, like they're calling attention to this. She's gonna be like a major character here. I don't know how." And then we get, "Oh, she actually, we think." gave him an overdose of pain medication and this whole thing was an elaborate ruse to cover up that she was going to get the inheritance. Now, I didn't mind that all of that happened. I was like, okay, where are we going to go from here? But then we go on this big wild goose chase where the family kind of just drops out of the picture. These powerhouse performers of like Jamie Lee Curtis, um, Michael Shannon, um, Don Johnson, Don Johnson, Tony Collette, they all drop out of this picture. And, or even some characters who are so minor, they're like not even like, why was the kid from it in this movie to hear, to give his one little piece of information? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's I'm like, why was he in this movie? He didn't do anything. And he's, and, and that's the other thing I want to comment on is that, and this goes in with the humor, but like, I didn't like the topical nature of some of the humor. And also it's like, it's like too political. I was like, what, what was this humor where they kept referencing that the kid is like an alt-right, uh, is an alt-right Nazi dick, but then it's uh, they, then they keep talking about the immigration debate and like gotta come here. Like, it's just like classic well, right versus left, like now to reflect like Trump. The, Chris Chris uh, Evans character says, oh, my, my mother got a small loan of a million dollars to start her empire. I'm like, everything was so obvious when that was, when that came into the play. I was like, Okay, so this is all just like political commentary, but there's no reason to have well, it. It was also weird because like the alt right kid came from who like the parents that weren't talking about like conservative values. You know what I mean? I don't know. I was just like, whatever this is, or did they? I don't even remember. Either way, it was odd, and that it was just kind of like shoehorned in there, um, and I I was kind of rolling my eyes just because people were it I could hear mumbles from the background because people like despite us watching a movie people couldn't just like keep their comments to themselves and they had to say something one way or another and it wasn't even like satire like oh look at how like stupid yeah, it was it were. was it was just like how families act and I get that but cuz every everybody's been a privy to that conversation where it's like well they just come here illegally and what it you know what i mean like whatever side you land on that debate these conversations have with dysfunctional families so like i understand that aspect but it kept reoccurring enough where i was like all right why why are we wasting screen time talking about something like this you know and notice how that that immigration conversation i mean it comes back to her mother being an illegal but I guess that was just there to raise her stakes, but you didn't even really need to do that either. At that point, I just thought the plot was starting to get super convoluted. And yeah. I couldn't tell. It started to drag a little and bit. And I couldn't tell if it was like Ryan Johnson trying to be like, oh, these are what these stories turn into is like these convoluted messes. 
and but it didn't seem like it was going with the joke. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I didn't feel like I felt like the story was being convoluted because it was convoluted, not because Ryan Johnson is like, oh, yeah, these stories are just like needlessly complicated, which like, I don't know. I think it's like half and half now that I say it aloud because like that whole like donut metaphor, I was like, that's on purpose. Where it's like, we have a donut, like donutception. Like we have a donut with a hole and then that donut that we thought filled it is actually another donut. And I'm like, okay, like this is him trying to be clever and say that these plots are always like on, on, they're, they're always going in circles and there's always a missing link. But then it's just like, okay, well, this plot is also really contrived and, and, uh, yeah, convoluted, like t- at towards the end. And th- well, and then it's like, and then just like the dickhead son did it and you're like like the person you thought would have done it you know what i mean like the guy who is uh, who <laughs> they even say he's the black sheep and you're like oh well it'd be too obvious if it was him you know but it is it's like a misdirect it's thinking that it's the nurse but it's not it's and you're like what well I, and i also do like the I, I mean at least it's not everyone like it's not like an Ag- agatha christie like it's ev- it's the great train uh yeah or, it's not or, that well, it's not yeah. it's, it's everyone like I, that, I was like i hope it's not that i don't really care like they're all in on it in somehow in some capacity because they're just awful people but um the, and so this gets into our like ending or not the ending bit but like because we're kind of like really fast forwarding the narrative but like the whole idea that she and this and it kind of like a me so for all you know for all those that know like i am like now registered nurse practice soon to be practicing and but i have done like over 800 hours of clinical working with uh like supervised with narcotics uh morphine i i wasn't allowed to do iv pushes which is what is being discussed here. So for those of, I don't know, Brian, do you know what an IV pushes? I'm assuming you just give the person, but it's like, it's like a, it's like a bolus. Like it's so it's like a large amount through a syringe. That's yeah. I mean, I'm assuming that's what I just thought I saw in the movie. Yeah. So what's not like a drip? No. Yeah. But you have to be really, it's typically over an extended period of time because you're giving drugs like, like a Lasix drugs or diuretic or like, or like a, nobody knows what that means. I'm I'm anyway. So anyway, the point is like, I was, I was catching up on this and giving. And so the whole idea is that she gave a hundred milligrams of morphine and they go to say that three milligrams is the standard dose. She gave, and and this is where I'm like, wait a minute. And then there's this whole thing like, oh, like you, we have 10 minutes and then you're going to pass out and die from an overdose. I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. And that's when I kind of was like, I think this whole morphine thing is bullshit because if you give someone like morphine is a potent fucking narcotic. If you give someone that drug, like as a push really rapidly, like they will probably overdose really quickly. Now that's just my, you know, new nurse, new graduate, like perspective. But I was like, wait a minute, like something seems really weird here. Then we get to the end of the movie when we find out like through just contrivance that, the, the the dude switched the vials and she actually didn't like accidentally kill him or anything like that and toxicology was clean but she knew she gave the right meds because she knew the like because she knew deep down nurse's intuition that she gave the the right med because it was like the viscosity the viscosity the the tint of it which i also kind of was like bullshit those medications all look exactly the fucking same but I was like, I'll give, I'll give the movie that. But that was one of those things that I was uh, from the beginning. I was like, something's 
this isn't right. Well, that was, and that's, and I feel like any average moviegoer could have been like, oh, that's not, like, well, that's not true. Well, that was the other thing that was weird too. Like at the end of the movie, they're like, okay, so you didn't give him the morphine that would have over oh, caused him the OD, so he killed himself. And Daniel Craig's character was like, if he just listened to you and called the ambulance, he would have been alive. And but we already have established that he would have been dead anyway before the ambulance even got there. He that's a line that's literally said. But then that begs the question: Why did he slit his throat? Just to besides to I mean, I for the re, for the movie reason, it's to be more I guess like dramatic. But what what was to stop him from just dying, from laying down and going to bed, like sleeping and dying? Because they're gonna run your toxicolo- toxicology report anyway which is what they did here anyway. <laughs> so why did he have to slit his throat? I guess to get blood on her shoe, but, and be more dramatic. But like, that doesn't make any sense now that I'm like thinking about it. Why did he slit his throat? I always took that as just to kind of be like, it's suicide. It wasn't like a, uh, a medication error. But, but to, that doesn't despite, matter. Despite that, well, well, because if he slits his throat, they're like, well, it's not the, it's not the drug that killed him. It's like his own that, hand. Okay. Well, that's that, that would never hold. Like you, well, would, but, you gave him, you, you gave, you gave him 93 more milligrams of morphine. Like, but also like, I think this is another thing. Like we're bringing any, logic into No, like, I'm just saying, no, it's, it's like, a, it's a but, movie. It's a movie, but it, within, but also within the realm of this. You do have to take in consideration, like, okay, well, why did he slit his throat? I know it's just a nitpick, but that's just... And 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 I still... And this is the 20% part that I'm talking about with Ryan Johnson's writing that I don't like, is that, well, it's more dramatic if she walks in and sees that he slit his throat, which also, in the beginning, so she walked in on him dead, right? Did the nurse, or was it the... No, that was the housekeeper. housekeeper. That okay. I, that was also, that was confusing for a second. Because they both have black hair, and that was the first scene, so I didn't know who these people were. Okay, so it was the housekeeper. That makes sense. All right. Yeah, but I I don't know. And so I, I kind of like... I So overall, I went with the movie in the beginning. Yeah, no, it actually like, was awesome. Okay, the well, first 30 was minutes like, were okay, great. How are we going to get, like... We're not going to leave this house. I thought this was going to be the clue of like the modern day, like today, like 2019, 2020. Like that's what I thought that we were going to get was clue because clue is such a, like a staple of the whodunit. They even make a reference to it. Well, not so much the film, but like, Oh, this guy lives in like, um, like a clue house, like a clue board. It's it's a clue board. Um, but you know, but then like when, the family drops out of the piece and like they stop like they're just being it doesn't awful it, people yeah it doesn't awful it doesn't really become a whodunit anymore like they're like superficially bad people but they're not there's no like cunning there's no like there's at one point where they manipulate the daughter into telling well them like that like her mom or that the mate that the um that the that the nurse's mom isn't uh, undocumented immigrant, and so well they're all just self, they're really all just selfish assholes. They're just selfish assholes, and that's fine. I don't mind that. If anything, that that's just who they are in the story. But like, don't frame it as something different, which is what this film was trying to do, and it was still trying to play that like who done it, even at the up until the very last reveal, where he was like, okay, tell everybody to like stay in the house or get him out, except, and then he whispers in his ear. And I'm like, okay, so now they're still trying to draw out who did it. And then they just bring in Chris Evans. And I'm like, oh, come on, really? <laughs> like, that's the most obvious person who would have done it. But 
Yeah. So I mean, that's I mean that's kind of the plot. But now let's let's get into the because we nitpick we nitpick the plot a little bit. I want to say just mention like the, the set design of this house. Really, all like at, like the details are really cool. Although I feel like the details don't really pay off as much. Like I thought, like that whole like ring of knives was really cool yeah kind of like game of thronesy like um like the iron throne to yeah me at least well actually i remember he actually with that with those prop knives parts that was a line that was dropped by uh yeah in the very beginning. and i was like oh prop knife and a real knife I'm like oh that'll definitely come into play but also yeah. speaking of that knife arrangement when they were reading the will i thought this was like a foreshadowing because i was like just trying to pick up everything the the wife of Dan uh what the, what's that guy's name Shannon Michael Shannon's character the wife oh, who's the also who is who's not, not a character as well which why was she even in the movie but who's like her her quirk is that she's jittery but that never comes back into play but the knives are all pointed around her head and I was like oh and it's like literally like framed like a halo she her head's at the center I'm like oh is that saying that she's the murderer. And I'm like, that'd be weird because I don't know who she is. I don't even know her name. But I was like, oh, that's something that something came up. But no, it never did. It was, I guess, a coincidence. But the the house also kind of reminded me very much of like the Winchester house, like the haunted, like the, the, the like the Winchester, like the Winchester family who created the Winchester rifle. I forget the woman's name. Like, I think it was Annie or something. Wait, what? Are you-, you, you know, you know this once I talk about it, this house that is like the ghost house that the it was like the ancestor of the winchesters like the revolver the yeah i know rifle yeah i know the, that i know the rifle she, she set like this one they actually just made a movie like a haunted or movie about it not too long ago um with uh, helen murin i think but anyway like the whole idea is that this this like one person kept adding to the house because and like adding like fake doors fake rooms like stairways that go up like it was like the whole idea was that it's supposed to be for the spirits that winchesters have killed and they just kept adding and adding to the house that's what this house in knives out reminds me of just like hidden doors walls like fake entrances um really like intricate and like kooky if that makes sense um so i don't know i really like the set design and so that, and it really like took me out of it when we left the estate, like for at least a like half of an act of the movie, like on these weird chases around like town and meet and going to meetups and stuff. I'm like, no, let's go back to the house. Like you have this really intricate set that I want to explore that, that we do explore a little bit when we're getting everyone's background. But I feel like we, I feel like much like the cast, the setting is not properly utilized. Yeah. Like, it's a clue board. It were in a game of Clue. Yeah, that's a good let's, point. Let's keep it there. Because they were like, yeah, they were setting up like, oh, there are like fake windows into like the seat into the walls, and like there are some like doors that turn it. Like, yeah, you could really do what Clue did and like utilize the space of like, well, how could you have been in this place if you didn't get in this? But then we find a secret pack, and that goes into the tropes. But like, that's what makes it fun. And yeah, yeah, I, well, I agree with you. It wasn't really that utilized. Yeah, and so that kind of goes into my next point of the cast of, like, just much like the setting, I feel like the cast was, like, severely underutilized in, like, the second act and third act of the film. Because Ryan Johnson's story didn't need them anymore. I was like, we already know who did it. So I was like, okay, why, why? Now they're just like, oh, we'll get the money. They're, like, the antagonists, but, like, they're not. 
Yeah, I think like every like it's like every single main per everyone that had like a predominant speaking role. I was like, oh, like they're in this movie. Like I only knew that Jamie Lee Curtis was in the movie, and is that Chris Plummer? I think so. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely I mean, not Max Moncito. Yo, he is that dude is like ninety five or something. Like, yes. I know he's old and yeah. he does not act like it. Like he's very much like a Dick Van Dyke. Anyway, I just had to say that, but like. And I was surprised, and I was actually pleasantly surprised to hear that he actually had like speaking roles in this, and outside of just like, oh, he's the old man that dies. I'm like, oh, he actually had like something to contribute to this. Yeah, and be like charming and stuff. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, even like like I said, Michael Shannon, who was very subdued, I thought appropriately until like, you know, when he's like threatening, uh the the nurse, like, oh, when we find out that your that your mom is. Uh, you know, if, if it gets out that your mom's an un- undocumented, like, this can really be, like, a big, like, media storm. And, like, his cane and he's gripped. Like, I'm like, ooh, he's menacing. Well, it, um, that, well, that was just weird, though, too, with that whole thing. That didn't go anywhere. Yeah, I yeah, which we mentioned. But I think him in that role was really interesting. Um, I felt like Chris Evans was just having fun uh, throughout the whole thing. Like, just kind of being, like, the mustache twirler. Um Although the whole time I'm like, this is either going to end one of two ways in that, um, oh, uh, uh, who plays, uh, Blanc? I forget. I'm, uh, Daniel Craig. Yeah. Daniel Craig. He was great. I thought, uh, I couldn't really tell. Like he, it, it seemed like he was doing like an English Southern draw Yeah, or, or like French. I don't know. I, I mean, I thought he was, you know, entertaining. Well, if he's movie. French, I'm, I'm assuming he's like Cajun or something or like with like louisiana yeah, i mean i was getting like i'm like it's supposed to be um like pink panther like vibes but well that, yeah, that was the line too there uh chris evans when he got caught was like drop the foghorn leghorn like gambit and i was like oh is he just gonna change his accent <laughs> or something but that nope whatever but, so i thought like all of the actors contributed when they were needed but i just wanted more from them yeah I mean? yeah i felt like it it left me wanting more especially someone from like jamie lee curtis who like i don't really see a whole lot anymore outside of like last time i heard from jamie lee curtis was halloween of last year of 2018 in the remake of yeah of halloween and she was great in that and then she comes back here and i thought you know i i thought like it was like the casting was great, except like much like the setting was underutilized. That doesn't mean they were bad. Yeah, no, I, I thought, honestly, I but it made me wanting more of them all. Yeah. Um, so what else do you have to say about you know like the cast or the setting? I mean, I think we just we nailed that. Uh, that that's pretty much all I had to say right now. So are there any like other big? Well, what, let's go like with the positives. I feel like I feel like. We've been nitpicking. I've said some positive. What were the positives that you've done? No, I think I said, I said like that 80% of the writing is awesome and it's, it's solid and it's like really well written and it's, it's, uh, I wouldn't say like compelling, but it, 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 it dry. The the story does like keep going forward. Sometimes it's some, some parts are faster than others, but overall, like I was still engaged and I was liking the story. Um, and, and after it was like, well, I know who did it. So I know that she murdered him. So where is this going to go? So I, I didn't know where where he could possibly take it, which I guess is like he subverted my expectation because I didn't know where else you could go with it. Like, we know who did it. So where do, where do we go? Um, 
Well, and that's what I, like I said, that's what I liked because I was like, oh, okay. So this is what happens. We're like 30 minutes into this two hour, 10 minute movie. Like, where are we going to go? Yeah. And I was willing to go with it because I was engaged like really well to that point. Um, do I like where it went? Yes and no. I think yeah. it just gets like needlessly convoluted, but not because it's like clever screenwriting and it's a commentary on whodunits. It's just like yeah, no, it's it's, it's convoluted because it's convoluted. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I do. I do want to say though, I really like seeing Tony Collette in this uh, after Hereditary, and now I'm glad to see her in like another like big budget Hollywood movie now, and hopefully she's starting to get more recognition for the amazing actress that she is. So I'm glad, I'm glad to see her around. Uh, who is the, who is Meg? Who is that young girl? Is I that, have no is idea. Is that Dakota Fanning or something? No, I don't think so. I've no. seen her from some, from somewhere, but anyway, now nah, that, that just came into my head, but, uh, now nah, I mean, that's pretty much all I have to say about it. I liked it. And so what did you think about like the audiences were set? Like, how do you feel like the vibe of the audience was? Cause we were sitting next to two dudes that were like super into the mystery and I think they were like, because we at one point we looked over at each other. Well, because it was like, it was some big reveal. No, he he covered. It was when he covered the like the the medicine to test if she like could pick out which one just by look. Um, and he's like, oh, he switched it. He switched it, which I thought was also what happened. Which it is, but it isn't. Like you know what I mean? But, yeah. Um. And and but I thought like the audience was having like a pretty like. Yeah, they were, they were digging it. Yeah, people were laughing. People were like, oh, like lots of like, hmm, sir. We're like, oh, okay. Like, I know what's going on. Um, which I think ultimately is like the point of the movie. It's not supposed to be this like highbrow, like, ooh, like what are we, like what's going, let's dissect the mystery. It's just like, everyone, we're here to have a good time. Like, kick, like put the seat all the way back. Like, get your popcorn out just have a good time and i think like most people really were into this movie uh i mean like i said it was a sold out show so i mean i guess word is traveling that this is definitely like something to see especially like on holiday break yeah or or right before you know heavy hitters come out in a week or so yeah it's a good like light-hearted movie i wouldn't say light-hearted but it, uh it's not heavy it's not a heavy movie I mean, if, and if you don't, if you just try not to think too hard about it and just kind of go with it, then you'll, it'll hold your hand and get you through it. Do you so. think it's an intelligent movie? Cause I feel like no. it thinks it's, oh, it definitely I thinks feel like it's, it, it takes, not it takes itself too no, seriously. No, it, it thinks but, it's smarter than it is. It definitely does. And I feel like some audience members might go in thinking like, okay, we're going to dissect this mystery. Well, yeah. People who, who are, yeah, you, you shouldn't go into it with that. But no, this movie definitely thinks it's smarter than it is, and it's not because at the end of the day, it, like the there is no like there's a mystery, but the the riddle the answer to the riddle is whoever you is the guy you initially thought like it was the dickhead, it was the black sheep. That's not really clever or smart. That's just the safe answer. Like of course he did it. Like he's an asshole. They all are. But of all the assholes, he's the biggest one. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, yeah, of course. That makes sense. Yeah, I never really got that the other people were, like, evil or, like... No, they're just selfish. Yeah, they're just, like, selfish pricks. But and like, he's not evil either, but... 
I, I didn't think it was evil. Or, like, I just or thought... maybe more like, maybe not evil. Maybe that's too strong of a word. Maybe more like, I didn't think anyone was capable of murder. Yeah. Like, I all thought they were like, you know, all talk and no, like, no, ba- like, no backbone. Like, they'd all be like, oh, we're going to do all this bad shit to you because we have all the power. But then, like, at the end of the day, like, they all just, like, were bullshitting with each other. Yeah. Like, they all just, like, were... Which like, is what dysfunctional families do. Like, I think he captured that dynamic very well. But it doesn't really... It, like, it doesn't really have anything to do with the mystery. That the It just... I mean, it adds to the tension of them just being so dysfunctional. But I don't know. Anyway, at the end of the day, were you, like, satisfied with the movie? I didn't really like the ending. But overall, though, I think it was a good journey. Yeah, I'm with you. So let's get into our, I think that's everything we have to say. And, let's, and if there's anything we miss, you can say it in your closing thoughts and recommendations. So let's get into the closing thoughts and recommendations. Brian, this was your, you, this was, you know, this night is because of you. Why don't you go first? No, I, so I think it's, I think it's, again, I keep going back to that 80-20 ratio and like it's 80% a great movie. Uh, and it's like, it's a good setup. It just, the payoff isn't really there in my opinion. Or, I mean, it's not as satisfying as I would have liked it to have been. But overall, I did like it, and I'd probably watch it again. Uh, I don't know if I'd buy it on DVD, and uh, would I recommend it to my girlfriend? Yeah, I guess I would. If, if we had, like, nothing else to watch, and she just wanted some, you know, some movie, not to turn your brain off, but to be engaged, but also try and figure out, like, be to have an engaged watching experience, but don't try too hard about it. Like I would recommend this to her. And what was your, what would your like out of 10 rating be? I'd probably give it a seven out of 10, maybe a six, probably a 6.5. I'll just land straight in the middle of 6.5. And that's not bad. No, not at all. I think, I mean, you're recommending the movie and I'm going to, I mean, I would echo a lot of sentiments. Like I was engaged by the movie. I had, I was having a good time. I wasn't taking myself or itself too seriously. Um, definitely think, the, like the second half of the movie is convoluted for convoluted sakes. And I think it definitely takes itself way too seriously or it thinks it's more intelligent than it really is. I don't think it takes itself that seriously, but I think it thinks it's like more clever than it really is. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, the cast is for what they do pretty, pretty great. I think the set design is great, but like I've been saying, both are really severely underutilized. Um, but yeah, I mean, I had a good, I had a good time with it. Probably going to buy it on DVD when I see it on like on sale, for like a $5 or like maybe even 10, you know, something just, cause I think it's a good movie just to like put on in the background and just like kind of chill out and watch like a great, a, a really great ensemble of cast. Just, you know, like eat the scenery for when they're there. But, uh, yeah, so I'm going to give this, uh, I'm going to give knives out a 6.5 out of 10. So you beat me to it, Brian. But yeah. with that, that concludes this episode of Amateur Outdoors. You guys uh, can always follow us on Twitter at Outdoors Pod or email us with any questions, comments, or concerns. But also mean a lot to both to, uh, Brian and I. If you could leave a rating and review of the show on whatever platform it is you listen on. Uh, yeah, stay tuned. We got some stuff coming out. I'm actually trying. Currently, I'm trying to work out an episode with my buddy, and we're gonna come on and uh, talk about the the uh, I think it was 2010 film Warrior. So, you know, keep that on the docket. And uh, we got some, you know, Star Wars stuff coming out soon. Uh, Hopefully 1917, you know, highly anticipated movies as well as other movies that we have on our docket. But until then, thanks for listening, guys. See you next time.